G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, May 13. I'm John Barker, no Carl this week, but Jackpot Joel is here, Joel Marshall. Uh, group 1's in two states, probably the highlight, the Doombin 10,000. It is uh, Giga Kick versus Aft Cabin versus Mizzou. And I see Carl has written this week that, um, that Giga Kick had uh, sealed himself as Australia's best sprinter for the season when he won the All-A's, but I don't know if the All-A's is really a sort of sprint championship race. I think if he won the 10,000, he'd certainly be the champion sprinter for the year, but uh, it's kind of still a bit to play for, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, Barks. Uh, good to join you. It's uh, Yeah, it's an intriguing clash there in Brisbane. Um, unfortunately, we've lost Eduardo. I haven't caught up with the news as to why he's come out, but he's come out uh, Thursday sometimes, so there's, um, well, obviously some pace influence out of the race. Um, kick a kick is odds on, and I think he probably deserves to be. He certainly um, established himself as one of the top liners in Australia, so I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat. But, it's uh, yeah, there's, there's a few horses there that are going to keep him pretty honest. Um, and obviously the rest of the carnival heating up there in Brisbane. We've got the three-year-olds going around and the Rough Habit Plate, another warm favourite there in Kovalika. But a couple of other races are a fair bit uh, a fair bit more challenging. And meanwhile, in Adelaide, we head to the SA Derby and uh, very much dominated by Victorian stables, I think uh, counting the emergencies of the 17 out of 20 uh, Victorians. And, uh, well, you could pretty much uh, throw a blanket over them uh, punting-wise, couldn't you? I mean... You've got uh, certainly some of the better credential ones have drawn very wide. Some of them are going from wet to dry. You assume. Um, how have you? How do you? What do you make of the SA Derby? Yeah, well, certainly on paper it doesn't. You know, it doesn't look to be overly strong, but pretty wide open, as you said. Um, you know, we've got horses that are sort of trying to extend their preparation. A few horses that are are still in their first prep and, and a couple of horses that seem to be on the way up and are sort of hitting this as, as perhaps their target race. Um, we've got sort of the horses that have been doing their lead-up work in Adelaide, um, the, obviously coming through the, the main lead-up race with Red Sun Sensation and, and Loco Quinella in that race, but also the filly coming through the Oaks. She's fit and they did run quicker time in the Oaks uh, and quicker last 600 than they did in the Chairman's, the race that Red Sun Sensation and Loco and of course Swazero come through. So I think the filly's right in it, but um, yeah, there's a couple of odds that uh, I'll be putting my dollars on. I think it's a pretty wide race, and I think you can go looking for value. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll touch on that later. All right, plenty of uh, action uh, as well in uh, New South Wales, where uh, the two-day Scone Carnival is the highlight, and Flemington, they're racing for a golden ticket to the Melbourne Cup. Uh, great field assembled for the Andrew Rams. And we'll start, though, in Brisbane. And uh, first of the black type races there is race four, Channel 7 Members Handicap, 1,600-metre listed race. Uh, and they are, the uh, Sunshine Rising uh, has got four kilos more than the rest of them. Yeah, it's uh, an intriguing race, this one. I uh, wouldn't be betting with a lot of confidence, but I've ended up, uh, going with the Godolphin pair as my one-two. I've put seven character on top. A little while since we've seen his best. Queensland Guineas last year was his last win. I think he's going okay. 
Um, the run at Newcastle was pretty good behind cross talk. And then he was off a freshen, um, like six or seven weeks between runs into the Hawkesbury Cup. And he was a little bit plain there, but the race didn't really pan out. I think from gate one, he's never a horse that's sort of got a box seat, but I think he can settle closer and get his chance. Uh, 11, Elcione, the stable mate, looks to be ready to peak third up. He's had two runs back from a spell. On heavy ground both times, uh, he can sort of, you know, soft ground's probably where he's at his best, but I think dry ground's okay. And again, just a touch of class. Um, should see him run well. Uh, in for third, I had number two, Seat of Power, who we saw run third in the Burnborough fresh up back in December. So fresh up again, he can run well. And in for fourth, I had number 13, Santiro, a mare that's racing really well. She put a couple of benchmark wins together and then stepped up to this sort of level and didn't have a lot of luck behind Skyman. Uh, but not a lot of confidence here, 7, 11, 2, 13. Race five at Doombin on Saturday is one of the main features. It is the Spirit of Boom Classic. Uh, formerly the Champagne Classic, 1,200-metre, Group 2 set weights for two-year-olds. Yeah, I'm going to be sticking with Appen Girl. Um, bless her. She was able to break a, a bit of a stretch of losing lazy lobster bets a couple of weeks ago on the show when she won the Del Rello. Uh, look, 1,000 metres to 1,200 is a big step for two-year-olds, so that is the, the little query. Um, but I think she's pretty good. She's got the inside gate. She finished off really well when she won that Del Rello. And, yeah, there's a couple of the Sydney Colts here to play. But, um, as I said, I think she's pretty good. So I'm sticking with her to beat number eight, Ducasse, who is favourite for the JJ Atkins, which is a bit surprising to me. But his debut was very good. He was well back and really did catch the eye, running on hard for third behind Dipsy Doodle. So he's clearly got a future. Um, you'd think he'd want to be stepping up here uh, to, to warrant that favouritism for the JJ. Uh, in for third, I've got number nine, Armed Forces. Now, he was in that Dipsy Doodle race and just didn't look like he handled the heavy at all. Um, so I'm just putting a pen through that and he can improve. He trolled up well leading into that. And I've got number one, Empire of Japan, in for fourth. Uh, he was fifth in the Golden Slipper. So that run's probably good enough to take him very close here. Of course, he only went to the size on the heavy and didn't really fire. So expecting him to bounce back. Ten, eight, nine, and one. Race six at Doombin on Saturday, Chairman's Handicap, 2,000 metre group three worth, uh, it's a quality worth 200,000. You know, I like one each way here, number nine, Otira. I just think he's ready to turn up and, and show his best. He's had three runs this time in, uh, sort of just been tuning up, getting ready. He was doing good late work last time out over the 1,800 with the 59 and a half. James McDonald was aboard. Uh, Saturday with the 54 kilos, Damien Thornton gets his chance and he's won three from four here at Doom, but he was in really good form in Queensland last time in just going through the grades. Wasn't beating a lot, but was winning and now he's up to his right distance. I think he can find winning form again. Uh, three, Cepheus in for second. The Ajax winner didn't fire in the Doncaster off a tough run, but did bounce back really well, beating all but Skyman last time out. Step up in distance shouldn't be a worry. Uh, in for third, number 12, Yappet. He's had an interesting prep. He's sort of been thrown in the deep end down in Victoria, and a couple of his runs have been pretty good. Um, he got a long way back at Mornington last time out and had a tough task. Just if there's still some juice in the tank, which obviously you know, you'd think there would be if Cliff Brown's sending him all the way up to Brisbane, then I think he can bob up. And in for fourth, I've got number two, Yonkers, uh, the Mount of James McDonald. Third up, this sort of distance, he looks ready to find form. Nine for me, though, from three, th uh, from three, twelve, and two. 
And that was the first leg of the quaddy. The second leg is race seven. Ladbrokes rough habit plate 2,000 metres. Set weights for three-year-olds at group three level. Yeah, hard to go against the favourite, Kovalika. Uh, I did tip against him last time and I thought I was almost right with perfect thought. He shot away and unfortunately just got run down in the final stages by Kovalika. I thought that was where he was going to be vulnerable over the mile second up, but he got the job done sitting wide and the step up in distance only going to aid his chances even more here. So he's on top. I think number two, the Vowles is a great Quinella bet. He ran on very well. From a long way back in that Queensland Guineas, looking like the extra distance will suit. It's a bit of an unknown by Better Than Ready out of a sprinting female family. So that's the, the little query, but uh, he's a pretty good horse. In for third, I've got number 10, Cut on a Dime. This is a roughie to perhaps include in your exotics. At, I think he's around 80 to 1. He's sort of been mixing his form a little bit, but I thought the latest run on the Kenzo track was pretty good. I think the step up and trip will suit. And in for fourth, I've got number five, Stroke of Luck. Well, he had no luck at all in the Tullock, probably should have won it, and then went to the Derby. Things didn't really pan out there. So he's had a bit of a freshen and gets the natural willow from a good gate. Uh, but one on top from 2, 10, and 5. The big one at Doombin on Saturday is race 8. Ladbrokes, Doombin 10,000, 1,200 metre. Standard weight for age, group 1, 1. 1.5 million. Fun fact about the Doombin 10,000, no winner has jumped from a double-figure barrier since Mr. Innocent all the way back in 2000. And at this stage, the only horse uh, that can end that streak is number four, Overpass, who has barrier 10 because there are uh, 11 acceptors. And as you mentioned earlier, Eduardo, who had barrier 11, is out. Now, you're a big Mizzou fan. Joel, is, uh, can Mizzou knock off Gigaki or is Arf Cabin in there? What's going to happen? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Mizzou. Um, I've gone against him here. It's just... He just hasn't stepped up this prep. I think he, I think he, you know, he, he'll still be there come every, he's obviously still got the Everest slot in the spring and I can certainly jump back on, but I, I just have to be with Giga Kick here. He just, he was just prepping up so well leading into that TJ and, and it was a terrific performance, but um, I wish I win obviously just went better and then he was very good in the all age. So I think he's the best horse and I think if he gets a trouble free run, he'll probably win. Um, Mazu, I've got in for second. He got the conditions to suit in the TJ. He just sort of had to get to Nature Strip and a couple of leaders, and he got to them. And then all of a sudden, he had the swoopers out wide run past him, and I wish I win, and Giga Kick. And he's 1,400, all aged. Yeah, maybe he just didn't run it. They probably went a bit hard for him too. So back to his right sort of distance. I think he's the Quinella horse. Uh, five Valana is a very talented horse. It might not be Saturday that he wins, but... I think he'll run very well and put his hand up for the remainder of the Brisbane Carnival. And in for fourth, I've got Aft Cabin, number nine. Of course, he... Well, I think the jury's out over him at the mile, but they freshened him up back to the 1,200 and was a strong winner uh, of the Arrowfield running past all of his rivals. So he's got to be in the mix. But I think he needs to improve to step up against these um, sort of more proven older horse will Giga Kick's the same age, but he has proved himself against the older horses. So I'm with Giga Kick, 8, 2, 5, 9. And finally, at Zoombin Race 9 is the Magic Minions Bright Shadow, 1110-metre listed quality for the Phillies and Mares. Yeah, I am with number three, a very fine red. She's a good, consistent mare, this girl, and 
I've often had a bit of a bit of luck following her. If she doesn't win, she's usually thereabouts. Good return at Flemington down the straight and then went to Hawkesbury and beat all but the speedy Melkovich, sitting wide and sticking on really bravely. Uh, she should get the right run here and be hard to beat. In for second, I've got number 21, Garnati. I think she might need one more scratching to sneak in. Uh, she's a real talent, this girl, but she's had some issues and she's been uh, doing some work at Cranbourne. Um, she's had three jump outs there, um, trying to get sort of her barrier manners fixed and she's been looking good at those jump outs. I think if she is here, she's right in this. Uh, number five in for third, which is Hellfest. Only had the one run last prep and she ran on really well. Third behind I Am Me. Uh, that's good form for this. And in for fourth, I've got number 10, Siege, the other Godolphin runner. Uh, she won her first couple back from a spell last time in, only 72 and 78 grade. So she's got to step up to the mark here, but she's won four from seven. Still has a fair bit of room for improvement. Three on top from 21, five and 10. Morfordville is the venue, of course, for the continuation of the third, <coughs> third or four weeks for the Adelaide Autumn Carnival. and. There's a few uh, series uh, finals on that are worth a bit of cash, but we'll just stick to the black type. And the first of those races is race two. It's the TAB South Australian Size Produce Stakes. This one's going to be run on the Parks track, you should note. And it is over 1,400 metres at Group 3 level. And there's only uh, only the eight acceptors, and one of those is already out. So, uh, what did you make of this one, Joel? Yeah, I had um, a little something on the one down the bottom, Tokyo Star, at uh, his debut at her debut. Sorry, at Cranbourne just last Friday. Um, her jump outs hadn't been too bad, and I just thought twelve hundred on debut she'd be really strong late, and she was. She didn't really get a lot of room in the straight either. Uh, she finished sort of right on their place getters' heels. It's a quick turnaround. Um, obviously, connections have seen this uh, be pretty thin at nomination stage and have thrown in a late entry. So uh, I think, yeah, it might, it might come too soon, but I don't think it's a very strong stakes race. So I'm going to put her on top, number eight, uh, to beat number one, Harley and Rose, who did hit the line nicely behind Treasureway in the Breeders' Stakes. In for third, number four, No Dutchy. Uh, coming off a Bendigo win, and for fourth, number six, long lost friend, eight one four six. Straight across to race seven, which is the second leg of the quaddy and the main race of the day, the Thomas Farms South Australian Derby. Uh, it is a Group One set weights for the three-year-olds over twenty-five hundred metres. It is only worth the uh, bottom dollar for a Group One, which is half a million. Uh, the past eight winners have jumped from gate six or wider. Six. Of the past eight winners have been last start winners, and there's a fair few of those in the field. And as is well known, John Allen has ridden four of the past seven. He is on high approach for Dan O'Sullivan, coming off a good run in the ATC Derby. Of course, that was uh, on a heavy track. He's only won the once, but that was a listed race at Flemington. Uh, now, Joel, you're in fact the value bet of every one of the winning post tipsters comes up in this race, and they're all different horses. So, which one's yours? Yeah, well, I did toss up here between uh, the 10 and the 4, and they're the two that I'll be backing. They're both good odds. I know Carl likes the 4 high approach. I just had a slight leaning to the 10. Uh, ain't he grand from the 
all conquering Ma Eustace Stables. Going to need luck from that wide gate, but just think he's hitting this sort of at the right time, gets the blinkers on for a grand final. Um, he tackled the Tullock Stakes second up and was right on their heels there, beating the length, and then went to the pack of plate, just didn't quicken in the heavy ground. And there was a couple of classy types up in front of him there. I uh, just think he's got an, a peak performance left in him this campaign, whereas some of the others may not. And he's a big price from a leading stable. So I've lent his weight, uh, but I've also had something on high approach who comes through the ATC Derby. G made up a stack of ground there. He just got shuffled out long way back and the tempo sort of didn't really suit, but he was really strong late. Uh, I think he'll be nice and tough with that run under the belt. And he's got the master of the Adelaide Group 1s in the saddle, John Allen. Uh, in for third, I've got number two, Aberfeldy Boy, the shock place getter from the Victoria Derby. He won his maiden first up at Pakenham. I thought he was very good next time uh, when third there at Pakenham over the 2,000 metres behind Diaguilar and White Marlin. He had the fastest split from the 600 to the 400 all meeting there. And that was while he was out the back and chasing and while the others were sprinting from the front. And I thought he did a good job to close off into third. And in for fourth, I've got the filly, number 16, She's Fit, as I mentioned earlier. Um, the fillies came home quicker and ran faster overall than the boys at uh, in that Oaks race a fortnight ago. And yeah, she was really finishing strongly. So I think she's certainly in the mix. But 10 and 4 are the bets for me from 2 and 16. Race 8 at Morfordville on Saturday is the Adelaide Galvanising Industries Adelaide Guineas. Uh, 1,600 metre set weights for three-year-olds at listed level. And uh, your second tip has been scratched here, Joel. Lethal thoughts out. Yeah, well, so it probably makes me more confident with Party Princess. I think there's a bit of a tail to this race. Uh, she finished second in the Claire Lindop and then didn't race for four weeks. Went straight to the Australian Oaks and finished midfield. Um, just didn't appear to run the 2,000 out. So back to the mile and with not such a big gap between runs. I think she gets her chance. Uh, three star Vega in for second. The internationally bred son of Lope de Vega, one on debut at Benalla and then was just touched off at Sandown. Uh, 12 floral oasis is a query at the distance, considering she kicked and gave a good sight over 1200 and then got run over last time out. But I think she's got a bit of talent, this girl, and they just ride her a bit more conservatively. She can uh, run well. And in for fourth, I've got number four, Party at Arties. 10, 3, 12, and 4. And uh, as we mentioned, your value bet was race 7, uh, number 10, ain't he grand? Um, but we didn't get to your best, which uh, is in race 3. Yeah, and it is number 7, starts with hello. Uh, there was a few of these all in a bunch uh, the other day on the Parks track. He was one of those, but he was six weeks between runs and he loomed up and, and probably just felt the pinch at the 200, but did did not give up, fought on really hard and finished a very close fourth. He's got that run under the belt now, uh, stays at 1,400. He'll be fitter and I think uh, just ready to peak for the, for the big bucks of the $100,000 Autumn Series final. And... Uh, whilst we're on best and values, I will just mention for Doombin, my best was Appen Girl, race five, number 10, and my value was Otty Ra, race six, number nine. 
Alrighty, Scone is the metro venue for New South Wales on Saturday, second day of the Scone Carnival. Plenty of black type on offer, a lot of it restricted to female horses. Who would have thought that in the middle of the Hunter Valley there? And race one is the first of those races, and it is restricted to female horses. It is the Kiora Woodland Stakes. Listed race over 1,100 for two-year-old fillies, Joel. Yeah, I'm with number four, Hip Hip Hurrah. Uh, very well-bred filly by Schnitzel out of pure elation. I was a big fan of her. She could have been anything. She won a couple of feature races, but uh, I think she had a bleed and then had a, a crook knee and, and had to be retired. And this is uh, her first foal, I believe. And she went to Musselbrook, did this girl, and trailed the speed. Was a bit green when, got in, when getting around heels, but she really knuckled down and won well. Uh, it was a good win. I think she's a, a filly well worth following. So she's on top for me each way from two Dipsy Doodle. who has got the score on the board. Uh, she can go a bit keen in her races. She was sort of looked like she was overdoing a little bit at Rose Hill the other day, but she packs a good punch when uh, when the rider goes for her. So she can certainly win. Number five, Wrapped. I don't think she'll be 20 to one. Uh, she's finished second at both starts. She had to make a long, wide run at Warwick Farm the other day and and didn't didn't knock up. She just kept trying right to the wire and, and didn't miss by much. And number one, Cell Tear. She's the other filly with the form on the board. She's tackled some very good races and comes through the latest run in the kindergarten where she looked the winner and was just outgunned by a pretty smart colt in Libertad in the final 100 metres. Four, two, five and one. Across to race five at Scone on Saturday, Arrowfield Ortensia Stakes, 1,100 metre listed quality handicap. Yeah, I've got three Quantico on top here. He's a good horse. He's obviously had his issues. He's had a lot of stop-start uh, stop campaigns. He's won seven from 14 overall. Kicked off his last prep off a long spell with a good win in the Southern Cross Stakes and then had a tough run in the Liverpool City Cup and took on a Group 1 race at his next run. So excuses for those two. Fresh up again. Uh, just think he maps to follow the speed nicely here from Gate 3 and get the last crack at them. Seven Dehorned Unicorn will also be finishing strongly. He went through the grades nicely last prep. He won two from five, but did bump into some pretty handy ones in his defeats. He's been trialling well and, and gets in nicely at the weights. Uh, five and a mat. Just got a bit too far back at Hawkesbury. Uh, Melkovich was able to control the speed there and really gave nothing else a chance. But Andermatt ran on well. And Melkovich, he's got to be a hope, but there might be a, just a couple more rivals here that'll test him up front. And if that happens, he might be vulnerable late. But first run back as a gelding, he couldn't have done much more there at Hawkesbury. Three on top for me, though, from seven, five and two. Race seven is the first leg of the quaddy at Scone. It is the Coolmore Denise's Joy Stakes. And this is also a listed race over 1,100 metres for this one, this time for the three-year-old fillies. Yeah, hard race. I've gone for a couple of the um, sort of exciting unbeaten ones down towards the bottom, but the market hasn't missed them. 18 written in code. Uh, she's around $8. Um, very smart winner on debut at Newcastle. They sort of didn't go overly hard up front, but really ripped home a fast last 600 from the back to win like a good filly. So it's a tough step up, but I think she's pretty smart. 16, once again, my girl, the local. She's had two goes here at Scone, won them both, bolted in both times, uh, broke Luston Running's track record at start one and then went to 1,100 and was even more impressive. 11, Penthouse is only coming through a highway win, but she makes her own luck, this girl, and she's very game and, and gutsy. She'll be on speed with 53. I think she'll give you a good sight. Godolphin have got a strong hand here. They've got four runners, and I think you can make case for all of them. I threw Plimstock uh, in as the best of them. Number three, she should get a good run. She was drawn wide at Hawkesbury the other day. 
and uh, certainly wasn't disgraced. 18 from 16, 11 and 3. Second leg of the quaddy at Scone, race 8, Scone, Equine Hospital, Luskin Star Stakes. And this is a listed quality over 1,300 metres. Yeah, I'm with number seven, Waihaha Falls. I think he's better on a wet track, which he's unlikely to get on Saturday, but he's run some good races on top of the ground. He's runner-up on a couple of good fours last prep, including in the Razor Sharp. Uh, you can sort of forget the first up run in the Star Kingdom. They didn't go hard for a 1,200-metre race, and he just wasn't suited. And he did get onto a wetter track last time out and beat all but Valana. Just think third up, he's ready to win. Hopefully the round's not too hard and he gets his chance. Five titanium power will strip a lot fitter for the first up run at Hawkesbury. There were no blinkers on there, so not much intent that the blinkers go back on. He'll go forward and give you a good sight. Uh, two, Oscar Zulu, very consistent at this level, not badly treated at the weights. Uh, he comes to hand quickly, won four from seven first up, including a second, and one of uh, that second was his most recent fresh run back in January when runner-up in the Magic Millions Cup. And 14, Meritable, very interesting runner, also in Doombin with James McDonald to ride. So could be going there. But if here with a light weight is worth throwing into your exotics. He hasn't raced for 12 months since chasing home Valana in the Fred Best. Uh, he was a smart Kiwi prior to that, finishing runner-up in the 2001-2000 Guinea. So lightly raced in the past 12, 18 months, but one to keep an eye on. Seven from 5, 2 and 14. And race year specials, in fact, come up in the last two races. We start with race nine, which I guess is the main race of the day. Emirates Park Dark Jewel Classic. Group three, quality over 1,400 metres for fillies and mares. Yeah, I've gone with number 15, Lekvate here. She is a talented mare. She get back, gets back, runs on. So, you know, you're always going to be reliant on a bit of luck with horses like that. But she's got a very good turn of foot on dry ground. She struck a heavy track first up. Her wheels were spinning there with the big weight, but she really sort of knuckled down the last 300 metres when she found a, a bit of a dry patch, I think, there in the straight out wide. And she hit the line hard for fifth at the fastest last 400 and 200 of the race. Uh, she dropped six kilos. She'll love the big, open, uh, long straight of scone, and she'll like the dry ground. So pretty keen that she'll run a good race each way. Uh, nine more profits. The numerical form isn't flash, but she really hasn't had a great deal of luck this time in. She's drawn wide gates or she's struck a couple of wet tracks, but I think she's going better than her form indicates. She's got a good draw and a lightweight and will get dry ground. Three, bring the ransom. Won this race last year at Massive Odds. I think she's ticking along quite well this time in, although unplaced in all four runs. Her efforts haven't been too bad. Uh, they've thrown the blinkers on first time. And eight, Healing Oasis, the French import that one at a good price, first start in Australia at Rose Hill. Uh, that was the race that Lekvate comes out of, but the latter gets a four and a half kilo swing, and this girl draws a wide gate. 15 from nine, three, and eight. And that takes care of the black type at Scone, but you have saved the best till last, which is a benchmark 78, race 10, and, uh, gee, that 1,100-metre start is uh, getting a decent workout there on Saturday. Yeah, it sure is, Barks, but um, this horse chief conductor is uh, looks like he's going around at Wyong today. So Thursday afternoon, they didn't scratch, and I don't know if they'll back up, but he's pretty well found at Wyong, and he's pretty well found at Scone too, $5.50, a lot shorter than I thought he would be. So listeners can just tune in and see if he wins on Thursday and then if he backs up. But 
Uh, if he's not there, my best uh, for Scone on Saturday will become Union Army, race four, number 19. A smart three-year-old coming through. I think he can measure up against the older horses at benchmark level. Uh, it was a strong win last time out. So, And the market's found him too. He's pretty pretty short for the a horse right down towards the bottom. He's around 550 as well. So, um, yeah, he, he'll be my new best. All righty, Flemington, the venue for Melbourne Racing on Saturday. There are two black-type races. They are the first two legs of the quaddy. First of them is race six. It is the Hilton Nicholas Straight Six, which, as the name suggests, is over the straight 1,200 metres. It's a listed handicap. What did you like here? Yeah, pretty open sort of a race. I've gone with number six, Barbie's Fox. I'm a little bit worried about her record at Flemington. Seven starts for one placing but it was taken by a win the other day. It was only a mare's benchmark 78, but it was a really strong win. She had a lot of work to do, and I thought it was just a, a really good win. So, look, she, she's a mare that's always had good talent. She's sort of been thrown at the deep end a few times, and she's mixed her form a little bit, but you know, maybe she's a mare that can just hit form now. So her first up run was really good, and she backed that up, as I said, with a strong win last time out. So I've lent her away without a, a stack of confidence. Ford Jumbuck just keeps racing well keeps raising the bar, uh, goes well down the straight. He's certainly a, an obvious here. Uh, three Jimmy the Bear is a good horse. Whether he is sharp enough to beat a couple of these first up is the query, but he's a must for the quaddies. And 11 Brereton, an interesting runner, three-year-old colt we haven't seen since the spring when he was unplaced in a couple of hot races down the straight. Uh, Linda Meach on for Peter Moody first up. I wouldn't be letting him sneak under your guard. Six four three eleven. Yeah, I went with number five, It's Our Time, who uh, certainly doesn't win out of turn, but uh, is always thereabouts and has been in some pretty, been thereabouts in some pretty good races most recently, that uh, half a million dollar discovery at uh, Geelong on Good Friday. A uh, bit unlucky in this race last year and sure was, certainly is overdue. I've got the Jumbuck, She's All Class and Brereton for the Miners, so that's 4, 12 and uh, five four twelve and uh, five four two and eleven. I, I'm sorry. Um, race seven is the other feature at Flemington on Saturday. It is the Lexus Andrew Ramsden twenty eight hundred meter listed race worth five hundred thousand. Set weights, and the winner gets a ticket into the Melbourne Cup. Mares have won seven of the past thirteen, so Luna Flair is, is probably one of the leading contenders here, but all eyes on White Marlin, who uh, has been a favourite or equal favourite for the Melbourne Cup for some time, tasted defeat for the first time uh, recently, and that uh, delayed um, the delayed race uh, there at Pakenham and um, back, back to 2,000 metres. But uh, the market certainly expects White Marlin to bounce back. Joel, what do you think? Yeah, he's going to be very hard to beat. Uh, I've got some roughies all, all around him in my picks here, so I'll be boxing my four picks up in some exotics and trying to get a good collect. I've put the number 15 on top, third realm at big odds, uh, the import for the Freedman camp. Uh, he did nothing first start in Australia at Rose Hill. Um, but they made a few gear changes. He was travelling into it really sweetly at Warrnambool, and I thought he was going to be the one to beat uh, the 600, and then when Ben Allen really went for him, I don't think he really got through the heavy ground, but it was a pretty good run, and it was an improvement. Um, I reckon it will be, well, it definitely will be drier than the heavy 10 there at Flemington on Saturday, so 
Uh, just reckon there was, yeah, there was enough there to suggest that he'd sort of turn the corner a little bit and improve with those gear changes. He's going to need luck from a, a shocking gate, but he's big odds, and I'm going to have something on him each way. White Marlin, I've got in for second, very hard to beat. Turned into a little bit of a sprint home uh, there at Packenham the other day, and Diaguilar with a light weight was just able to grind him down late. So I think third up, Flemington, this is the grand final, this prep. He'll be bouncing back and be very hard to beat. And the other couple of big odds I've got in are 16 Timor, who was a winner of the Mannion Cup and then went to the Sydney Cup and just didn't fire. Uh, probably too wet for him there, but he can improve. And 12 Cadre du Noir. He had no luck at all in the Selwood, forget the ninth out of 10, and then went to the JRA plate. And the race wasn't really run to suit, just sort of too close to the fast speed. And I think staying at 2000 wasn't, wasn't the right recipe. He's looking for further, and he gets that here. I think he's well above the odds at 40 to 1. 15, 10, 16, 12. Uh, White Marlin for me to beat. He's a shocker. Luna Flair and Vow and Declare. 10, 3, 17, and 1. Um, and my best was Star Vega, race 5, number 7, but probably quite likely to, uh, to go around in the Adelaide Guineas instead. Uh, in which case I'll make my best. Uh, it's our time. Race six, number five in the straight six. My value bet race three, number 10, Cuban Link, which is coming back from a throat op when uh, resuming recently and pretty handy at best. Um, and is around about uh, the $11 mark, I think. And you've, again, saved your specials for the last two races, Joel. Yeah, I have. Uh, my value bet in race eight is... The former Hong Kong galloper, number 10, Packing Waltham. Uh, we'll just have to check the market and see what it says. He's hovering around 20 to 1 at the moment, but I really like these jump outs at Flemington. Dan Stackhouse has been aboard in both of them, and he's been strong to the line in both. So just, I think, on the strength of those, he's ready to run a good race fresh. He's a pretty talented customer when right. Um, so he's my value and my best. No rider engaged, so not sure what the go is there, but he's... Well found by the market. Number nine, Midtown Boss. Uh, he's a good horse, this guy, I reckon. He won his first two back from a break last prep in good style. Uh, sustained a long run and just missed at his only other run. Uh, his recent jump outs have been very nice. So uh, whether they're just holding off to um, see a scratching and, and engage another rider, I'm not sure. But uh, if he's there on Saturday, he'll be hard to beat. Rightio, uh, they're racing at Belmont again in Perth on Saturday and there is a black type race. Indeed, there's a Group 3 race and that is the Belmont Sprint. It is race number eight, I believe, and uh, it is indeed the Furphy Belmont Sprint. It's over 1,400 metres and uh, Greg Hooper likes number 12, Bustler, to beat 13, the Velvet Queen, three Dom to shoot and to comfort me. And he's forgotten to enter his best and value bet, so can't help you with those. But uh, Rotorua and New Plymouth, Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, are the venues for New Zealand racing. Yeah, my best at Rotorua is race seven, number one, Ossoletta. Uh, she's been a little bit tricky to catch of late, but her form's pretty good on you know when she's at her best. And she performed very well in a couple of wait-for-age mares races late last year. Just forget the run, two runs back. She bombed the start 15 lengths and was never in it. And last time out, got a long way back and it was a bit of a sprint home. She ran 33 and a half for her last 600. So it couldn't have gone much better, even though she's got a duck egg next to her name. 
Uh, hopefully she's um, in a bit better mood on Saturday and she can show her best. And if she does, she's really well graded here at the weight for age scale. Uh, my value bet for Rotorua is race five, number 10, Enchanted L. Two runs back from a spell uh, have been nice. There was good improvement last time out. Michael McNabb, leading jockey, takes over. He won a couple on the mare last prep. So I think there's a bit of intent there third up. Uh, the other meeting is at New Plymouth. My best is race six, number six, Hi-Yo Sassbom. Uh, she had a long spell after her second start. She resumed with a pretty good effort and then went right on with it next time out with a strong maiden win. Always tough to step up to benchmark grade off that maiden victory, but she gets weight relief with the three kilo claim. Uh, getting an in with 54 kilos. And my value bet in the last, also benefiting from a claim, is number 10, Lord Spencer. Has only won one race. It's been a while since that win, but has been placed two of last four. Uh, he's going okay, this guy, and with the light weight, 52 kilos, I think he gets his chance. All righty, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Uh, well, only one lazy lobster last week, Joel. Influential. Uh, Carl not have one. Uh, Carl did have one, but it didn't do any good. I may have forgot to update the spreadsheet. Uh, well, I have updated the spreadsheet with my tip this week, and uh, I am going without any massive enthusiasm. I must admit, away from my normal uh, from my normal practice that actually pays off and uh, i'm going to flemington race six number five <clears throat> it's our time what about you yeah i'll stick with uh, a winning formula of appen girl so that's doomben race five number ten excellent all right that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already it is online now as we speak it is in shops first thing friday morning with the form for friday night Saturday and Sunday, and uh, plenty of uh, your favourite features and good reading besides. Hopefully, Carl will be back next week to join the two of us on uh, the preview podcast. Meanwhile, back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you then. <laughs>